Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Untitled Sports Show, where we talk about sports, because it doesn't need a name. I mean, come on. So, today I thought for our first episode of this podcast that I'm trying to make once a week, maybe even twice a week, we'll see. Um, I want to start with my favorite sport, which is basketball, but... More specifically, college basketball. And I know that's probably a weird thing to pick to talk about right now. But that's the sport I know the most about. So I figured for my first episode, that would probably be the best bet. So I'm going to talk about my preseason top 25. I'll do another preseason top 25 a few weeks before the season starts. But I'll do a really early one right now. Uh... Obviously, the college basketball season is not guaranteed this year, although I do think it will be played. Fans, probably not, but I do think it'll be played. So, I don't know. I'm t- I'll talk about each team for a minute, around a minute. Don't want to make it too long, so I apologize if I don't really talk about uh, the teams really in depth, but if you want me to do that, I can do like a deep dive in each conference, which I might do anyway, but anyway, so we'll see. So, first, let's start out with number 25. The Ohio State Buckeyes last year were really, really good at the beginning of the season, like absolutely phenomenal. They were destroying every single team they played. They were so good, and then they fell off. They completely, utterly fell off tanked then the last few weeks of the season picked it up again they weren't as good as they were in like december but they were good they were top 25 they were going to be a five or six seed if march madness wouldn't have been canceled they were they were an interesting team last year so caleb wesson who was i'm sure undoubtedly their best player is gone dj carton is gone Although, I don't think he will be missed much, really. And, and, you know, they got Seth Towns is coming in. Seth Towns is a transfer from Harvard. Really, really good. I think he will be really nice. For sure going to be a starter at the small forward position or whatever. He's going to be really good. And Chris Holtman is going to have a really good team. You know, I don't think they're like a Sweet 16 contender, or to be honest. But, I, you know, I think they're a second-round team. I think they're a second-round team. We'll see with uh, Ohio State. So, at number 24, I have the UCLA Bruins. Now, this was a team that was kind of the opposite of Ohio State. So, at the beginning of the season, they were really bad. And then at the end of the season, they picked it up. They were shot away from tying for the Pac-12 championship with Oregon, who was really good last year. Uh, First-year head coach Mick Cronin did a really good job. You could tell that he is a good coach. I think last year proved he is a really good coach, the way he was able to turn that team around. And they get most people back. They don't really lose anybody of true importance. So Deshaun Nix was a five-star recruit, did commit to UCLA. When he committed, I was like, oh, crap, UCLA Pac-12 championship, write it down. They will be the Pac-12 champions. 
decommitted to go to the G League, so he's not there anymore, which is a big hit to him. Probably hurts their chances of being a deep team. I, I don't see a way they'll go past the Sweet 16, and that I think they'll be lucky to make the Sweet 16. I think they'll be a second-round team, but, you know, Mick Cronin's done a really good job. His defense, his team's always played really tough. The problem is, is he's just not great in March, so I don't know. We'll see, but I really like this UCLA team, and I do still think they'll be Pac-12 contenders. So, at number 23, we have Rutgers. So, Rutgers hasn't made March Madness in a very, very long time. They were going to make it last year. I don't see a way in which they weren't. So when it got canceled, obviously everybody was like, oh no, I feel so bad for Dayton, San Diego State, and Rutgers. Don't feel bad for Rutgers. I mean, yeah, the couple seniors, that sucks for them, no question about it, but they return everyone of importance, really, for the most part. Um, Geo Baker's coming back. They get four-star recruit Cliff Omolai. Omoryu, I don't know. I'm sorry I botched that. I really am, but whatever. Four-star recruit coming in. This is going to be a great team. Caleb McConnell is coming back. You know, the Big Ten is going to be grueling next year. I, I think we can all agree on that. They will absolutely dogfight last season. I don't know if they'll be as good, but they'll still be the best conference, I think, and I really think this is going to be a really good team that I, I don't know. That's what I'm going to say. I think this is going to be a team that is going to be really good. For sure better than last year. They get that experience. And I think Rutgers is building really great culture. Uh, at number 22, I have the Richmond Spiders. Now, this is the first non-power conference team I have on the list. Uh, I, I like when... Mid-majors are really good. I find that very fun. Richmond will be the Atlantic 10 champions, presumably. The only team that's even close to them is St. Louis, but I still think they have a pretty big gap ahead of everybody else. They were second in the Atlantic 10 last year, obviously, behind Dayton. And uh, they were a bubble team. I thought they should have made it. They had a lot of quality wins, uh, notably a win over Wisconsin. And, you know, this is this is going to be a really good team. They have Jacob Gilliard, I think, will be the Atlantic 10 player of the year. Nobody leaves. And when I mean nobody, I mean nobody. Not a single person is leaving. This is going to be just a fantastic team. They got uh, Chris Mooney is going to have a great team on hand. He... Is a great coach, and I think they're going to be a really good team. Watch out for them. Here's a tip if you want to impress your friends with a not very well-known team that's going to be really good next year, you'll be all like Richmond Spiders. Anyway, number 21, I have the I have Stanford, and Stanford is a team I'm really high on. Um, I think they're going to be really good. Um, I've said it before, I think they're going to be this year's Seton Hall. And what I mean by that is Seton Hall was a team that 
in March Madness 2019, they were a 10 seed, lost in the first round, and they got everybody back, and everybody was like, yeah, they're going to be good. They were ranked top 15 in the preseason, and they lived up to it. They had a little mid-season skid, but they, in, in the end, tied for the Big East Championship, and they finished, like, I think they actually finished the exact same ranking as they started, which is pretty funny, but they lived up to it. And it's a little interesting because Stanford isn't getting as much love as Seton Hall did. Um, not many people have them in the top 25. Most people have them as, like, a 7 or 8 seed. Um, and obviously I don't have them, like, top 15 uh, like Seton Hall, but I think this team is going to be really good. Absolutely nobody leaves. Uh, Tyrell Terry and Oscar De Silva will wait and see. You know, you didn't know, but it sounds like, like they were both coming back, so that's really good. Uh, Zayu Williams, five-star recruit, is coming in, and I think that is just fantastic. They were a bubble team last year. I think this is just going to be a team that is just fantastic. I really do. So... At number 20, I have Arizona State. We got a lot of Pac-12s here in the lower top 25. So the Sun Devils were, were good last year. There was no question they were a tournament team. They were always a bubble team. I think they were a little above the bubble, but I don't know. Uh, they get pretty, They get everyone back pretty much. They lose a couple people, but, you know, Remy Martin's coming back. And then they get... Uh, Josh Christopher, who was a five-star recruit, who everyone thought was going to Michigan, ended up going to Arizona State. Bobby Hurley, I think, is a very underrated coach, and I think this is a team that will very, very much be in right in the thick of the race for the Pac-12 championship. And number 19, I have Texas. Now, Joe Lenardi has Texas as a three-seed, which would imply he thinks they're top 12. I Texas just underachieved so much, both in basketball and football, really, but we were talking basketball. They just underachieved too much for me to really put all my eggs in the Longhorn basket. I don't trust Shaka Smart at this point. I feel like if if it wasn't for the pandemic hurting college's profit, I think he would have been gone after this season. To tell you the truth, um, this is without question going to be his best team he's had at Texas. I mean, not a single soul is leaving. They get Matt Coleman back, Andrew Jones, Jericho Sims, and then they get five-star recruit Greg Brown coming in. I mean, this is should be on paper a really, really talented team. And I do think they'll be a top 25 team. But I just do not have enough faith to put them, you know, top 12 or whatever. At number 18, I have Oregon now. Oregon obviously lost Peyton Pritchard, who was one of the best players in college basketball last year. And that hurts. But I really like this Oregon team. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I think this is going to be a team that is still in there. Will Richardson's coming back. Uh, they get Eric Williams is coming in. He's a new player. You know, I, I think this is going to be a great team. Chris 
Duarte. I hope I pronounced that right. He's coming back. He was he was good. I think he showed a lot of promise. And Oregon, if I'm being completely honest with you, Oregon always shows up in March, and that's one of the main reasons I'm putting them here. Dana Altman, despite Oregon always having a midseason skid, Dana Altman always has that team in its tip-top peak form in March, which is not easy to do, and I, I think this Oregon team's got a lot of talent. At number 17 is the Houston Cougars now. The only team in this list from the American, as you could probably expect. They were top 25 last year, I guess. Technically, they were. I didn't think they should have been, but whatever. Um, You know, before, like, if you would have asked me a month ago, I would have been like, oh, yeah, this team's going to be phenomenal. They did have a couple not great things happen. They had some injuries and some people leaving and stuff, but Calvin Sampson is a great coach, and we all know that. He has put Houston in recent years into a national brand, a national team. Uh, Quentin Grimes, the Kansas transfer, is coming back, and I think he will be really, really good next year. Kayla Mills is coming back. Uh, you know... I think this is going to be a great team. Now, they could be the only American team to make the tournament, so I'm going to actually make a deal with you. If Houston does not win the American Conference next year, either the regular season or the tournament, if they don't win either one, I will tattoo a cougar on my butt. Yes, not even joking. I will do it. Anyway... Uh, number 16, I have Tennessee. Now, Tennessee, and two years ago, I guess, they were a two-seed, and they were phenomenal. Phenomenal. They had Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, all those guys. Really fantastic team. And then last year, they kind of fell off. They were pretty good at the beginning, and then they had some injuries and stuff. Fell off, weren't going to make tournament. NIT team, probably. Um, yeah, but they are expected to bounce back really much. Pretty much no one's leaving. They're getting a ton of great recruits, one of the top recruiting classes, actually, which is kind of surprising, but, and most people have them, like, top 10, but I just struggle. Every time a team that wasn't even going to make the tournament last year, they're put in the top 10, I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You saw Florida. They made the tournament, but they were six in the preseason last year. That obviously didn't work out well. But then there are other teams like Dayton and San Diego State who didn't make the tournament. And then they were, like, you know, phenomenal, especially Dayton. So there, was always, there always is a team or two that wasn't good last year that's going to be, like, top ten. It's just the odds of you picking that team right isn't great, and that's kind of my doubts with this team. But they will be a really talented team, and I like Tennessee, so I hope I'm proven wrong. Rick Barnes got a good squad. We'll see what they can do. Uh, number 15 is North Carolina, so I don't really need to talk about last year. Um, you know what happened. They were worst North Carolina team ever. And they've... 
they should turn it around. They've got one of the top recruiting classes. They got Caleb Love coming in to replace Cole Anthony. I think Caleb Love's better than Cole Anthony, in all honesty. Uh, they have a bunch of other great recruits. Uh, Leaky Black is coming back. Anthony Harris is coming back. I think they'll be really improved. Armando Baycott is coming back. This is going to be a great team. I'm sure Roy Williams would like to get one more ring before he retires, but I don't think this will be the team to do it. Um, It's tough. You know, this is not... I don't think this is a contender, but they'll be really good. I don't see a way in which they stink like they did last year. So... You know, it's going to be a great team. Uh, hopefully, fans in Chapel Hill will have something to chew about. At number 14, I have Florida State. Now, I will tell you, with Florida State, the main reason I have them is this high is I refuse to doubt Leonard Hamilton anymore. To be completely honest, it's not smart to doubt Leonard Hamilton. I, you know, I did it last year. They were, in March Madness 2019, they were great. Or they were like a four, they were a four seed made the Sweet 16. And then they started the preseason unranked. And uh, and there were a lot of people like, no, Florida State should be ranked. I was I was one of the people who said, I don't think Florida State is going to be very good this year. Even in when they were starting to win a lot of really good big games. And they were ranked by pretty much everyone. I was like, I don't know, I think they're pretenders. Oh, how wrong I was. This is a team that I was going to pick, pick in my Final Four. I really love this Florida State team come into the season. They just played so... They just they had just this chemistry about them that you don't find very often in college. And I have to give all the credit in the world to Leonard Hamilton, the most underrated coach in college basketball. I don't know. That's all I have to say. I mean, they lost Devin Vassell and Patrick Williams. Both of them were gone, which is unfortunate because if both of them would have came back, I think this would have been a championship team. Like, they would have been a one seed. They would have been in my top three probably. Both of them left, which is not ideal. Even if one of them would have stayed, that would have helped. They do get five-star recruit Scotty Barnes. And they get MJ Walker back. Yeah, and this is going to be a great team. Um, Leonard Hamilton can take whatever players you give him and make a great team out of it. So obviously a team with talent like this, it'll have in good shape. At number 13, I have Texas Tech. Now, Texas Tech, obviously runners up last year, two years ago were preseason ranked really high. I think really the main reason they were ranked so high is because people at that point were like Chris Beard's a wizard because they weren't going to be expected to be very good when they were the runners up. So I think people just assumed Chris Beard's like a wizard. So they said, you know, no matter the talent, he'll have them really good. It's not exactly the case. They didn't have a Jarrett Culver last year, and that was very apparent. They fell out of the rankings pretty quickly. 
they bounced in and out between the 24-25 spot and unranked for most of the season. And then a couple weeks before the season got canceled, they fell off pretty big time. And they went from probably going to be a 6, 7 seed to they were going to be a 10 seed, maybe even 11, 10 or 11. So that's not ideal. And they they lost David Moretti, who was expected to come back, which is, you know, a big blow because he's just a fantastic shooter, which you need. They lose Jemias Ramsey. That was pretty much expected, but, you know, whatever. They should be able to rebound from that. Mac McClung, if he gets a waiver, I don't know if he will. If he does, that's huge. Georgetown transfer, I don't know. I'm sure Texas Tech really hopes he does. If he doesn't, I think this team's going to struggle a little bit. But I'm assuming he does because most people seem to think he will. They get VCU transfer Marcus Santos Silva, who I think will be really good. And I do think Chris Beard's a really good coach. So, yeah. And number 12, I have Michigan State. Now, this is a very interesting one. Most top 25s I see have Michigan State as like 5, 6, 7. I just don't think so. They lose Cassius Winston, and that's going to hurt a lot. Like, a lot. He was their guy. He ran their offense fantastically. And I think it's going to be harder for them to kind of build a new offense than people think. Tom is a great coach, but it's going to be really tough. And Xavier Tillman, some people think he's coming back. There's no way. There's no way he's coming back. Uh, Josh Langford, there's no way he's coming back. Come on. You're just kidding yourselves. He's not coming back. I don't think either one of them are coming back. Uh, they get Rocket Watts is coming back. That's good. Uh, and they get Marquette transferred. Joey Hauser is coming in, which is really good. But I think most of these rankings are assuming Xavier Tillman and Josh Langford come back. And I just don't think that's likely at all but you know I despite that I obviously still think they're gonna be really good if I have them 12 so I don't know uh number 11 West Virginia now wow West Virginia now that was a story last uh didn't start the season ranked fell off a little bit then went up beat Ohio State around Christmas got in the top 25 looked really good then fell off, couldn't win a game on the road. Like, literally, they were a middle school team on the road, which obviously in college it's common for teams to be quite a bit better on home than on the road, but not like that. Not like that, man. Wow. That was, wow. But they started to pick it up a little bit at the end of the season again, just a little bit beat Baylor a couple of days before the season got canceled. So they get everybody back, and I think that's important. Uh, Oscar Toshibwe is coming back. That's huge. He's a beast. Derek Culver's coming back, which is fantastic. Uh, Miles McBride's a fantastic shooter. And, I mean, come on. 
what am I going to say? I mean, West Virginia basketball, tougher than a weekend at your in-laws. It's really all there is to say. Uh, number 10, Kentucky Wildcats now. Uh, so they lost everybody. And when I mean everybody, I mean everyone. They're people, they're gone. I mean, obviously, John Calipari is used to having a lot of people leaving every year. But even he didn't think every single person would leave the way they did. But, I mean, they have a—it's Kentucky. They have a top recruiting class. They have a great coach. I mean, they get B.J. Boston. We'll, we'll see. I, I don't know. There really isn't much to say about this team. It's because it's all new guys, so I don't really know much about them. But I trust that Kentucky will pull together, so, you know. At number nine, the Creighton Blue Jays now. If there's one thing I can promise you about Creighton is they'll be very fun to watch. Creighton was one of the most fun teams to watch last year. Man, they were really fun. Just fantastic team. Now, the thing is, a couple months ago, I thought, wow, this team is going to be top four. I really did think that. I really thought Creighton was going to win the championship next year. I really did. Then Tyshawn Alexander decided to leave for the draft, which was not expected. He was he was just a phenomenal two-way player. Absolutely phenomenal. You could tell the difference when he was on the floor. Now, Marcus Zagorowski is coming back. And that's big. He's a fantastic guard. Uh, Denzel Mahoney, hopefully, will fill some of the role of Tyshawn Alexander. You know, I, I think he will. He was good last year. Showed a lot of promise. So it's just going to be really tough to know. Because I don't know exactly how much him leaving hurts. So. But they're going to be really good. And number eight's Kansas. And Kansas, I have them at eight, but I wouldn't be shocked if they're not that good next year. I mean, not that good from Kansas stand. When I say not that good, I mean like four seed or something. But, you know, it's it's tough. You trust Kansas, obviously, as a blue blood. You expect them to be really good, but it's tough. You know, they they lose Doke. They lose Yudoke Azbuki and Devon Dotson. And Isaiah Moss, the Iowa transfer, who was a great assistant man. Man, it's it's tough. Now they get Marcus Garrett back, who is an absolute lockdown defender. Like he is he he will be a, he could be a great NBA defender today. He's just great. They get Silva DeSosa, Mr. Throw a Chair, is back. Um, Mitch Lightfoot's back. Uh, David McCormick's back. And they get Bryce Thompson, a new recruit who's really good. But I don't know. I mean, I watched a lot of Kansas last year. A lot. They were going to be my pick to win the national championship. And they ran through Azabuki so much that I am just not totally sure what this team's going to do. 
it, I, they're going to be very interesting to watch. It's going to be very interesting to see what Bill Self does with this team. There's no question about that. At number seven, the Duke Blue Devils, another blue blood, the Blue Devils. They're going to be good because it's Duke. When are they not good? They lose Trey Jones. They lose Vernon Carey. They lose Cassius Stanley. But Wendell Moore's coming back. Matthew Hurt's coming back. And they have a top recruiting class, as is Duke tradition. Now, it, it, like with Kentucky, it's tough to know. This team is so freshman-oriented, you just never know exactly how well this team will mesh. I mean, we expect them to be really good. I'm sure they'll be good. But how good, that's a question. I mean, they get Mark Williams at center. He's going to be really good, but I don't know. I haven't predicted to be really good, but we'll have to wait and see. So, at number six, I have Iowa now. As an Iowa State fan, this hurts, but Iowa's going to be absolutely phenomenal next year. There's no question about it. They get everybody back, and this was a team that was absolutely riddled with injuries last year, still managed to be top 25. And I think that's something, like, you have to give Iowa credit for that. They said, give us injuries. We don't care. We're still going to be really good. We're still going to exceed expectations. And they did. Luca Garza was absolutely a beast. National player of the year in some people's minds. A lot of people's minds. And he's back. I mean, we expect him to be back. I don't really see a world in which he doesn't come back, to be quite honest with you. Joe Wieskamp's coming back. I mean, this is... Jordan Bohannon's coming back. He was hurt pretty much all last year. So this is going to be a fantastic team. They got a pretty decent recruiting class. They're not bad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a great team. There's no question about it. Uh, Flan McCaffrey's got his best Iowa team yet, and he better do something with it. Uh, and then at number five, another Big Ten team, Wisconsin. Now, Wisconsin's going to be like, really good. Most people don't have them as high as five, but I really, really like this team. Uh, Brad Davison was really good. They were getting a good recruiting class. They don't lose anybody. And great God, man, I had my doubts, as most of us did, but he really turned it on. I mean, his coaching, you could you could tell. You could tell he was, you could tell that he was getting the locker room together. You know, towards the end of the season, they were playing as a team. They had a lot of drama uh, at the beginning. A lot of drama. So, I don't know. I really like this team. They want to share the Big Ten title somehow. I mean, their schedule is kind of easy, but they want it, and they get everybody back. So, I mean... Micah Potter, man, wow. He, now, he is really good. So, I really like this team. And I think they're going to win the Big Ten. And they are a Final Four contender, no question about it. At number four, I have Gonzaga. Now, Gonzaga is number one on a lot of people. 
I always doubt them in March because I just don't know. They always play a really good non-conference schedule, and that's great. But I still don't trust them in March when the past two months you've been playing Portland and Pepperdine. I struggle to think they'll be able to flip a switch in the span of a week from teams like that to contenders. I, I find it hard to believe. Now, they were going to be really good, and their front court's always really good, and it always will be good because that's what Mark Few is great at doing. They did get five-star recruit Jalen Suggs at the guard spot, and that's really good. And he's going to be really good. There was some people thinking he'd go pro. He didn't. He's not going to, which is huge for them. They get, I mean, they lose Killian Tilly, which stinks. And really, the, the big news, which is what dropped him a couple spots for me, is Philip Petrusev. I don't know how to pronounce that, whatever. Um... He's gone, and he went to Europe, which I always find really weird when a player just leaves to not go to the NBA. They don't transfer or go to the NBA. I don't know. But even without him, they'll be really good, and they'll be loaded again. And obviously losing him hurts, but they're going to be really good. Uh, number three, Virginia Cavaliers. Now, I was trying to think of like a UMBC joke or something, but come on. They won the championship since then, so can't give them too much crap, but they're going to be really good. They were not very good at the beginning of last year, picked it up at the end. They were really good at the end, like really good. They lose Mama D Diakite which is not great for them. Braxton Key, losing him, not great. But they get Kihei Clark back. And Jay Huff should be back. And man, I don't know if you watched any Virginia. I know watching Virginia is kind of hard. But man, Jay Huff. He he defensive mastermind, I tell you. Uh, they get Sam Hauser, Marquette transfer, the other one. Really, I mean, and Tony Bennett, come on. What what can I say? These proved they can lock down on anyone, and I say bring on the 44 to 34 finals. I mean, come on. That's what wins. That's what wins. Number two, Baylor Bears. This is going to be a, wow, really good team. Now, they do... I should point out, they do lose Freddie Gillespie. I need to point that out. But everybody else is back. Jared Butler should be back. Makayo Teague should be back. I don't expect them to leave. Uh, Mark Vidal, great defender coming back. Tristan Clark. I mean, he was not what he was expected to be. I think we can all agree on that. I heard his knee, heard his knee a while ago, uh, like January 2019. Wasn't the same, but the rise of Jared Butler and Freddie Gillespie really kind of masked the problem with him. They 
he has to play good, and I think people are expecting him to be back to his former self. I am. I mean, even if he's not, I think they'll be really good, but to have him too, I am. Uh, and, I mean, Scott Drew, he's got a squad, and this is a team that's going to win the Big 12. Um, I just don't see Kansas being better than him. I really don't. I, I don't. Anyway, so you can probably guess what number one is now, but let's talk about him. Number one, Villanova. They win a lot of championships. They're always good. They lose Shadiq Bay, which hurts, but I still think this is going to be the best team next year. Jeremiah Robinson Earl is coming back. Colin Gillespie is coming back. That's big. Brian Antone, I think he'll be a lot better this year. I I don't know. We'll see. He, he, he'll be healthy this year. And they need that. And if he is healthy and plays to his potential, which I expect, they'll be, they'll be really good. And Jay Wright's a phenomenal coach. The Big East is going to be interesting because it's not a pushover conference this year. Like, you're going to get good challenge, but I don't think it's going to be very good. Certainly not as good as last year. I think it's a three-bid league next year. But I don't know. We'll see. So that's my top 25. Uh, This went a little longer than I wanted it to. But I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I don't know what I'll talk about next time. I mean, just keep in mind, though. Keep in mind, this is my first podcast ever in my life. So go go easy on me. This is probably going to be the worst one I ever do. So if you think this is good, then you're really going to like me in a few months, I guess. But... I don't know. So that's all I got to say. Thank you for listening. Wear a mask.